And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks so much for joining us here today. And joining us now to talk weather here this week, a lot of different things to discuss. We're joined by our good friend Eric Snodgrass with Nutrient. Eric, hope you had a good holiday weekend, which for most folks uh, was a pretty quiet one, but that's not going to be the case starting out this week. I know there's a, a few different things we're watching very closely here as we take a look at the weather forecast. Yeah, you know, the weekend was quiet for a lot of folks across the United States and even mild for quite a few people. But uh, certainly we saw a deep system that sat over Texas uh, over the holiday weekend and even the days before that and finally moved out over the Ohio River Valley and into New England today. Uh, good news about that is it did deliver some rainfall to parts of the, you know, the main arteries that feed into the Mississippi. We need that water back in the Mississippi, but it didn't hit the harder winter wheat belt, but it did relieve some of the drought issues we were seeing in the eastern Corn Belt. So overall, uh, that weakened system uh, was nice to have, good steady slow rain, uh, but bit of a forecast bust for a lot of us in Texas. A lot of us thought we'd get some good snow between like Amarillo and uh uh, Lubbock, and it was all in New Mexico, the most of it was, or in Western Texas. So difficult one to study, but you're right. We, we got a lot of things to be watching now. And really the, the big story is going to be on Tuesday. Got two things happening. Uh, there's a low coming out in Kansas. And as it moves east toward Colorado to the south of it, we've got all the makings of a decent severe weather outbreak. And so I'm concerned right along the lower Mississippi River Basin, where we could have uh, strong wind shear, decent instability, and Storm Prediction Center has been very keen to use some uh, very pointed language saying the risk of long track strong tornadoes is high uh, and also the risk of hail and straight line wind damage. So we need to watch, you know, this is Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, parts of Western Tennessee, you know, that area needs to keep an eye out uh, tomorrow on severe weather. Now to the north of that, Coming out of parts of Kansas, maybe a little bit of snow, but more of the snow will probably be into Nebraska and Iowa and Minnesota, maybe four plus inches stretching across parts of Minnesota out of this system in northern Wisconsin. And that's just the beginning. The West Coast is loaded up with systems. They're coming out of the Gulf of Alaska. And about the main thing I need to say about this is this is a lot of early season snowpack building up in the Cascades in the Sierra Nevada, in the Rockies, and that's good. We That will help shrink this big drought picture we've been talking about. About the only place that's not getting it is the hardwood winter wheat belt, and they need it more than anybody right now. A lot of different uh, areas to watch between the thunderstorms you mentioned Tuesday and snow in the forecast. We'll keep our eyes on that here across the U.S. as we're definitely watching that drought monitor pretty much across the entire agricultural land landscape. Let's talk South America, Eric. I know we're watching their weather very closely, and there's some drought issues down there that really need to uh, need to be talked about, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, it's kind of crept up on me a little bit. We noticed that things were getting a little drier at points in the month of November in like Mato Grosso, Mato Grosso do Sol. I, I waved it off as not being a permanent feature and likely a decent thing to help them just finish planting. We saw them plant, finish planting fast. All the drought talk was in Argentina. Uh, now, you know, for the last several days, we've noticed that the rains have kind of underperformed. They've now slipped into much more drier conditions in Mato Grosso, Mato Grosso do Sol. And it continues to be not only dry, but very hot in parts of Argentina. So we, we start to just see these different pieces coming together. And all of a sudden now we wonder, all right, if this lasts for a few more weeks, 
could it possibly take the top end off of what could be a huge crop? Or do the models have it right in that there's going to be better rains returning at some point in December, especially into the northern growing areas? So I'm going to tell folks, watch it carefully because it could start to become a bit more of a story as we see if and when these rains do start to return to that, uh, you know, down to these critical growing areas in South America. And Eric as well. We're getting to that time of year where we're getting close to uh, Christmas and winter time across much of the country. What are you seeing for cold weather coming up here the next couple of months ahead? Well, the atmosphere is clearly advertised that it has no trouble building huge blocking ridges into Alaska. And those sometimes stretch all the way across the North Pole. Now, what does all that mean for us? If you put all the heat there in a big ridge, it has to get squeezed out somewhere else. And usually that somewhere else is, you know, starts in Western Canada, moves into the Pacific Northwest and Northern Plains, and then it gets let out across the rest of the country. So I'm already seeing a kind of a new storehouse of cold air getting built up in the Western Canadian Prairie over toward British Columbia. And all it takes is one little change in the pattern to just dislodge it like a big ridge building over Greenland. And we're seeing that in early December, which is why we're concerned about another shot at some pretty cold air coming through. What's interesting is you build a big ridge in Greenland, you not only put the east coast of the United States at risk for cold weather, but you put Europe at risk for cold weather. So if those two areas, like we've been talking about for the last few weeks, end up getting timed just right for two colder outbreaks, that will be quite newsworthy in terms of uh, the demand side of things in, in the energy markets. So I don't think we're going to get away with this um, early winter being mild. I think we're going to see more frequent days of colder air than, than warmer. Uh, but it's certainly going to be one of those years where uh, it, it, it'll feel like you're going back and forth, just getting kind of whipsawed this way and that with what the temperatures are going to do. But that's that's typical of a La Nina doing this to us in November and, and December. So uh, we'll just we'll watch out for how it evolves in January, February, March. That'll be the key time period. Eric, great stuff as always. Before we let you go, any other final thoughts, anything else you're watching closely? Well, I didn't want to say it, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. The polar vortex is weak, all right? It was very strong this time last year, but a lot of Northern Hemisphere snowpack uh, to start October, November, plus a lot of just high pressure over the, the, the Arctic is just translating into a weakening of the stratospheric polar vortex. Now, why you and I care about this is the weaker that thing is, the better the chances are of there being more cold air outbreaks. So you asked about the cold weather. Unfortunately, things are shaping up to give us greater risk of having sharp outbreaks of cold weather, uh, followed probably by mild conditions. It's going to be one of those roller coaster winters. That's what we typically get when the polar vortex is doing what it's doing. So that's it. That's the other thing I'm thinking about. And I got to do a lot more research into how it's going to evolve in the coming days and weeks. With that, Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien, always appreciate it, sir. Have a great week. We'll talk to you uh, next week as we get into, into the month of December. So have a great week, sir. All right, you too. Thanks. And again, that is Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien joining us with a weather update here for the week ahead. And of course, uh, the way it sounds, uh, might want to keep an ear to the weather forecast, especially if you're in parts of the Mid-South and across parts of the southern plains here as we go through the day on tuesday we'll come up with the rest of this week here on american ag today we're going to head back to the nafb convention in kansas city missouri and uh, continue our interview series from there as we talk to a lot of different folks uh, whether we're talking new technology agronomy policy issues and much more we're going to get to more of those interviews coming up here the rest of the week ahead on american ag today 
That's going to do it for the program. You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.